Welcome to The Electric Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated entirely to sports and only sports. On today's episode, we talk collegiate basketball. Now here are your hosts, Ty and Chris. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Electric Sports Talk. Uh, I'm Ty. This is Chris. How are you, Chris? I'm on probation. You're on probation. Yes, my wife tells me I gotta quit being such a turd when I do these these broadcasts. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're in the doghouse, is what you're saying. Yes, I'm in the doghouse. All right. Well, uh, I hope we can get you out of that on this episode. How about that? Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, Chris, lots to talk about today. Obviously, uh, some news to get to about the NIT that broke last week uh, that we will cover on today's show, and we're in full swing with the conference tournaments uh, for most of them, at least, and most of them will be starting. Coming very shortly, I guess, in the next next couple of days for sure. Yeah, well, some of them are in progress today. Yes, we've been watching some games here in the studio. <clears throat> um, so I think where we'll start first, though, is with this NIT news, and then we'll we'll talk about the rankings uh, that dropped probably towards the end of the show, newest rankings, uh, and then also have some questions for you retain, uh, pertaining to the the March Madness tournament. So uh, that'll kind of be the rundown of the show, Chris. Does that sound good to you? Sure. All right, cool. So let's talk about this NIT thing, Chris. Um, NIT come out last week, said they were downsizing from 32 teams to 16 teams, uh, no longer having campus site games. Uh, so all games will be played in uh, the Comerica Center, or Com- how, how would you say that? I'm, anyways, uh, in Frisco, Texas. Comerica. Comerica, okay. Comerica Center in Frisco, Texas, and uh, the UNT Coliseum. Uh, on the campus of North Texas in Denton, Texas. So, yeah, no no campus site games, and all semifinals and finals are going to be played in uh, Madison, Madison, or will not be played in Madison Square Garden anymore as they were uh, in the past. As we both know, there was no NIT last year, Chris, uh, so we didn't have a defending champion from 2020, but Texas last won in 2019. Um, so what, what do you, what's your opinions on the NIT downsize here? I'm not happy that they downsized. However, I get why they downsized. Yes. The other aspect of it is, too, is they're having basically a mini NCAA tournament in the fact that they're basically keeping it to two venues, and they're keeping it in Texas, Mm -hmm. which, you know, we can talk about that if you want. But Yeah, Texas opening back up. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, another casualty uh, of COVID as far as the Madison Square Garden is concerned. And then that makes one wonder if it'll ever go back to the Madison Square Garden, you know. Um, I, I assume it will. I mean, I feel like it's been played there for I mean that's a huge for as long tra- as I can remember. Yeah, that's a huge tradition. That goes back many, many years, probably even uh-huh. before my time. Uh, I think honestly, like, you know, I have not uh I've not been around for as long as you, of course, but there has been uh a real sense of like enjoyment that I get out of the NIT every year. It's not necessarily something that's like super, I don't know what the word is, uh, super popular with a lot of fans, but I well, really enjoy it. The NIT used to have a lot more um, credibility or recognition than right. what the NCAA tournament used That was the have. national title before yes. the uh, And so the NIT, Madness, right? the NIT has a long storied tradition and, and used to have quite a bit of, used to be quite reputable. Yes. So... It's not something that we want to see go away. No. I think it's been overshadowed by the NCAA tournament. 
and kind of, I think the NIT tournament a lot of years has been more indicative of what schools are really capable of performing more than what the media picks to go into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always a good amount of teams that get into uh, the NIT that could also be in the in March Madness. So uh, it's definitely something that it's definitely a tournament that I enjoy a lot. So I mean, this is a tournament that goes all the way back to uh, 1938, first, yeah. first one by Temple, and ever since then it's been played. And uh, I mean, it's it's really disappointing that we didn't have it last year, but I'm glad that it's happening this year. Uh, any any thoughts on how this might kind of run parallel uh, with the March Madness as, uh, type well, of thing? It's always run parallel to March Madness, but the games haven't been consecutive in the sense that they've been played on a home-and-home basis, you right. know, at different venues for the respective schools. Mm-hmm. So there's been probably a lot more traveling involved than, say, the NCAA tournament. But... I think this has got a good possibility of being a very well structured, you know, tournament, and and it could actually progress pretty rapidly. Right. Uh, so you think the the format will be good then? The lack of uh, travel time and everything. Yeah, I don't I don't really see a problem with the format and mm-hmm. that. And and the thing of it is, you know, COVID is kind of winding down now, uh, but I think this gives them the ability to be very do their due diligence as far as keeping teams from being exposed and testing the players. So I actually think this has a good possibility of, of being a good uh, program going forward even, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, there could – so there could be the potential that we see a replacement of the format of the NIT potentially next year. Potentially, yeah. Potentially. And mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I, I don't see a downside to this, just like I don't see the NCAA tournament you know, having a downside by playing all in Indianapolis. I think, you know, this could be the future of these tournaments. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess we could see it for sure. Uh, All right, uh, Chris. So anything else to say about this? Uh, Obviously, you guys can catch all the NIT action on ESPN when it gets here. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this is kind of bigger news than I think it was actually getting attention for in the media. Well, I think there's been a lot of distraction going on in the media over a lot of different things lately. And um, as a result, maybe some things that are kind of bigger news haven't been covered, Yeah, right. you know, as, as readily. I just, you know, I'm optimistic for this. I, I hope that going forward they maybe go back to the 32-team format. But I, I, I'm hopeful that this comes off well and doesn't have any, you know, real big glitches. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for me too. I, I hope it just goes well for the most part um all right chris so let's let's talk about some of the games that caught our interest from last week uh or last weekend i mean we can go all the way back to uh thursday the second of march if you want so you know whatever games uh caught your eye from then on uh obviously we'll try and focus more on the weekend's games uh friday saturday sunday uh but yeah where, where do you want to start uh what was a big thing for you over the weekend well actually <clears throat> there's one. There's two games that catch my attention right off the bat. Well, actually three. Actually, the whole schedule on Thursday last week actually catches my attention uh-huh. when you write down to it. But the big one that jumps out at me is the Michigan State-Michigan game Yeah, yeah. on Thursday. And then when you look at what happened on Sunday between those same two teams, it's like it was a complete turnaround 
for Michigan State. Yes, uh, at least I believe that game was Sunday. Anyways, uh, yeah, that was a surprise. Uh, speaking of your Mich- of Michigan getting upset by Michigan State, uh, I don't think either of us expected that to happen. Uh, but it felt like for a while Michigan was a little bit of a uh, what's the word a pretender in my book at least uh, paper tiger maybe yeah a little bit I, I think that's a fine word I mean I know they're really good and they have talent uh, I think they're they are not as good as their ranking is indicating uh, even now I still don't think so but yeah I mean I was surprised to see Michigan State end up knocking them off uh, to say the least yeah that uh, I was shocked. When I saw the outcome of that game. So what about uh, going back to Thursday as well? The Kansas scare uh, against UTEP, they they are down pretty large uh, in that game. I believe I saw at least 10-plus points at one point and uh, probably more. But they end up coming back and winning that one uh, 67-62. to 62. At halftime, they were down by 14. So <laughs> uh, what did you make of that for Kansas? Well, I think this might have been a, an example of something that you and I have talked about through the season in the sense that you get some of these higher-ranked, uh, more powerful teams yeah. playing down to their competition rather than you know maintaining their level of competition. And this might be an example of that. Kansas maybe went in there thinking, yeah. well, UTEP's going to be a pushover, and yeah, I, it almost ended the other way. I was uh, I was very surprised when... And that uh, would have been disastrous. I for, mean, I wasn't even watching the game, uh, and I just got a notification on my phone saying that that was happening, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> well, and the thing about this is, is this could have had huge ramifications for Kansas's seeding yeah. in the NCAA oh, tournament. Oh, I mean, can you imagine? A, a loss to a 11, well, they would have been 12 and, and 10 at the time, so a 10-loss UTEP team, uh, oof, that would have been very detrimental, I feel like. Uh, UTEP is, is not necessarily a powerhouse. So, yeah, Kansas, uh, are you nervous for Kansas moving forward as we enter the tournament? Yes, in a sense, but on the other hand, this might have been a real wake-up call, and they mm. might all kind of gump, come together and said, uh, okay, guys, we about got our hand, you know, about got our butts handed to us here. Yeah. We, we need to step it up and start playing. Yeah, I, I can see how that could be the case. Uh, also on Thursday, Chris, a score that stuck out to me, Texas beating Oklahoma 69-65. Obviously, uh, the rivalry is fierce between those two schools. Maybe not as much in basketball as it is in football, uh, I, uh, you know, at least to a, a neutral viewer. But uh, Texas, an, an impressive win nonetheless. Yes, and, and probably a timely win to be brutally frank about it i mean yeah. they they had to make a statement coming into the end of the season uh-huh. uh all right so we uh, are on to friday and no major ranked games except for loyola chicago on friday uh but we start to see uh, a lot of conference pl- uh, conference tournament play starting on a friday and uh especially the a10 the mountain uh, the missouri valley conference uh many teams starting their action here uh, the SoCon. So we'll we'll get to more of the brackets and tournaments coming up uh, later in the show. Uh, but anything on Friday, Chris, or do you want to jump into Saturday? I think uh, just from doing a quick perusal here, right, uh, I think basically Friday went about like everybody expected it would, uh, you know, as far as wins and losses. No big surprises for no, you? No, I don't see any anything that really jumps out at me. All right. Okay, well, let's head on over to uh, Saturday. 
Now, it was a more normal week than we had last week, Chris, um, <laughs> as far as ranked teams beating who they should beat and you know, no huge major upsets all across the board like we had. Uh, I mean, what well, last week we were talking about five or six or seven teams that got upset over the weekend. Uh, a little more stable this week. Well, the one game that jumps out at me right off the bat is Oklahoma State defeating West Virginia. Yes. West Virginia was ranked number six going into this game, and they—I mean, it's a five-point loss. That's pretty—it's pretty large. I mean, uh, I would say that <laughs> Oklahoma State is is really coming on strong here towards the end of the season. Uh, they're really starting to find a good rhythm. I feel like. Yeah, and they're and they're finishing the way they need to finish. Oh, that's that's for sure. The other game that jumps out at me uh, on Saturday was the Providence-Villanova game. Ah, uh, yes, a close loss for Villanova. Yes, uh, not. Not unexpected, uh, really. No, I, I think we called this one, honestly. Yeah, I think we did. Um, Notre Dame pretty soundly beat Florida State, too, which I was kind of surprised. Yeah, but you said, that they, you said that Notre Dame had a good shot to beat them, remember? Yes, I did. And, and So, I mean, that's, that is impressive. I had no idea they were going to do as good a job on them as they did. They but. did, they did. Uh, anything to say about the Illinois win over Ohio State, Chris? I mean, I know... Uh, you just said Oklahoma State's finishing the way they need to. Uh, it feels like Illinois is also finishing the way they need to as well. I mean, they're they're having a good run uh, to finish out the season. Four straight wins, and if we go back even further than that, seven of eight wins uh, in their last eight. Well, and I think this shores up Illinois' stock going into the seeding of the NCAA tournament. All right, so speaking of Illinois stock then, you buying Illinois stock headed into March Madness? Um yeah, I, I kind of am. I think I had them placing well in the tournament. I, I honestly can't remember because we did our brackets so early. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Illinois got a really good shot of of maintaining and and getting a good placement. All right, getting a good placement and then being able to hold it as they go through the tournament. Well, I I would imagine that they they do perform okay. Um, some other ranked games to talk about: Chris Purdue beating Indiana, Virginia beating Louisville. Uh, we said that was a pretty important game for Virginia. They got it done. Creighton uh, put the hurt on Butler and Arkansas. Creighton. Creighton. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Arkansas beats up on Texas. Well, they didn't beat up on Texas A&M, but they, they beat them comfortably in the end, and as well as Alabama getting a nice win over Georgia. So, uh, you know, any of those scores stick out to you, or you want to spend more time on any of those ranked teams there? No, I think uh, the one, uh, University of Kentucky beating South Carolina as badly as they did, I realize they're not a rank, either one's a ranked team, but yes. that's a pretty stout win for UK. Ah, and, and you know what's crazy? We're not even going to see, uh, I don't think we're going to see Kentucky in the tournament. So. Yeah, probably not. Unless they can go and win the SEC, I don't I don't think they're in the tournament. So yeah, be interesting. Uh, Clemson, once again, Chris, getting a win. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to bring up Clemson again because I, I have been buying stock, late season stock in Clemson. Uh, if, if we go back a little bit, I mean, they're on a great run, seven. Uh, Was it a, enough to move them into the top 25 next week? No, no. Uh, they're not the, They're not ranked. I, I realize that. But uh, if they have a good showing in the conference tournament, yeah, they, they could be ranked by the time March Madness comes around, I guess. Yeah, I think. Uh, but, yeah, no, I just wanted probably to. Probably spot on there. I wanted to bring up Clemson because I'm buying some late season stock in them, and uh, I would like where they're going, so. I would have to say that. Uh, also happening Saturday, Chris, uh, UMass Lowell bracket-busting UMBC, uh, the number one seed in the America East, goes down uh, UMass Lowell with a two-point win. Uh, <laughs> this is this is March Madness. Yes, it is. 
you know, oh, the- well, actually, so real quick, uh, something we didn't mention with that uh, NIT talk that we were just having uh, that I totally spaced but is relevant now is so normally during the, the NIT, if a conference team finishes number one uh, at the end of the year, they go in number one to their tournament and they do not make the uh, NCAA tournament, then they get an automatic bid to the NIT. So in this case, UMBC would be one of those teams that would get an automatic bid to the NIT. But with the downsize of the NIT, they got rid of the automatic bid process uh, for those smaller teams. So this is essentially the end of UMBC's season uh, when they had a really good season going. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate in a lot of ways that they're not going to be probably well. They won't be in either either tournament. I don't think. I, I no, would be shocked I, if they end up in yeah in either one of them. I I would be also surprised if uh, they got an NIT bid with the downsize. So yeah, exactly. Uh, USC beating UCLA on Saturday, Chris. Uh, USC uh, Pac-12 champions here going into the tournament. Uh, what what do you make of it? Well, you and I have... <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, Oregon, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but USC on, you know, mathematical stuff pretty much ties them. Right. Uh, anyways, but USC. Yes, you were giving me a headache on this last week on the tournament. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, you and I have been up... Well, I've been up and down about USC the entire season. You, not so much. Uh-huh. But uh, I think this was a very dynamic win for USC. I mean, it was a win they had to have. Well, and it's a nice rivalry win, you know. Good, yeah. mo- good momentum going into the uh, Pac-12 championship conference uh, championship tourney. So, I mean, I I have been high on USC since I watched them in some early games in the season. So, yeah, I would I would say I'm I'm buying their stock. Uh, Chris, also worth mentioning, this game North Carolina and Duke play each other. Uh, North Carolina gets a huge blowout win, though. Uh, potentially, first time since I believe sometime in the 70s. Um, that we have not seen both North Carolina and Duke, potentially, well, uh, I, I be think, in March Madness. Yeah, I think this absolutely sealed the deal on Duke. Yes. I can't see them getting a bid. Well, I, I did see that they have uh, you know bubble, uh, bubble chance, but, I mean, they're under 500 right now, I believe, or right at it. Well, so, they're right at 500, but... Yeah, I mean, you're just not going to get in. Yeah, I, I just can't see them. I can't... So let's postulate a minute. I mean, if they're going to get an NCAA bid, they're going to be one of the first teams out because they're probably going to be going in as a 16 seed. Well, I really don't even think that they're going to have a – well, they wouldn't even get in at that point, I don't think. Yeah, I, I, mean, I really can't see it happening. That's That would be very hard to believe, I think. Uh, well, and the other thing about it is, too, if they get a bid, who do they put out that's a superior team? Right, yeah. I mean, you know, and and you could speculate that for the, you know, next several hours. Yeah, of course. Uh, All right, Chris. So last game we'll mention on Saturday. Your Moorhead State. uh, You called this. My Moorhead State. (laughs) Yes, Yes, your Moorhead State. Uh, You called this early, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago. But you called this early, man. You said that uh, Moorhead State was one of your front runners and your favorites to win the Ohio Valley Conference. Uh, They did not finish regular season champions, but. They do advance to the tourney after beating Belmont on Saturday, uh, one of the first teams to punch their tickets to the big dance. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, how does it feel, Chris? How does it feel? Boy, I just, I'm patting myself on the back, <laughs> you know. But I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, Moorhead State has, year in and year out, they've had good teams. Yes. And so I would have been kind of disappointed if they hadn't got in this year. 
Well, they they have been building back very strong as well. Um, so, I mean, I think Moorhead definitely played well enough. I mean, if you can beat Belmont in that conference, who the last couple of years has been the dominant team in the Ohio Valley Conference, I mean, I think that you deserve to uh, to make the tournament in that case. Yes, exactly. All right, Chris. Uh, so let's go to Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Some some games happening Sunday. 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 <laughs> that would be of importance is uh, like you said, Michigan State beating Michigan or upsetting Michigan. And and I'm like I'm I'm just like, where did that come from? I don't know. Uh, Michigan you know? <laughs> State decided to play. I guess. I mean. Yeah. Michigan State's a really talented team, uh, but they have not been playing like it for most of the season. So. A good enough team to get this win, but yes, yeah, definitely surprising. So yeah, uh, Baylor beating Texas Tech, Chris. Uh, this is uh, no this re- is a good win though for Tech or for Baylor. Yeah, and no real surprise, I don't think. Oh, okay. I mean, I, you know, given their record on the year, I really would have been more surprised had they lost. <laughs> you know? All right, hey man. I mean, think I think Texas Tech was playing really good. They could have knocked them off, but it, it was a nice win for Baylor in the end. So. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Chris, your Wisconsin Badgers. I just don't uh, know what to say. We got to talk about this here. Uh, Iowa number five. Iowa takes down number twenty five. Wisconsin at home. You know, so what? Where's your Where's your confidence level in your Badgers right now? Uh, it's pretty low to be honest with you because oh, they've oh. had. They have had Sad. a really up and down year. Yes, and and they've <laughs> lost games that you kind of expected them to win. Uh huh. Sometimes. Uh, yeah. It's it's been a to me <laughs> it's been a weird year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a disappointing season for the Badgers. To be brutally honest mm-hmm. with you, more talent than they're showing, huh? Yes, I think so. All right. Um. So so selling Wisconsin stock maybe is what you're saying. A little bit. Maybe a second round appearance in the tournament. Depending on their matchup, Boy, I, I guess. don't know. It depends on who they get uh-huh. matched up against. Uh-huh. I think we might be looking at an eight seed, seven seed, somewhere around there. So, we'll have yeah. to we'll have to see what happens to the Badgers. Uh, Houston beating Memphis secures the American. Uh, no, no surprise here. No, no, no real surprise there. And again, I've been very high on Houston for many years. So, uh-huh. yes, yeah, very I, strong. I think that they're. I I was actually surprised that game was as close as it was. Right. So, so uh, Texas also ran enough Sunday with a win over TCU. Uh, no surprise. Is is Texas still a very dark horse team in your mind, though? I mean, mm. I feel like some people have forgotten about Texas. They've kind of faded into the uh, – or faded out of the hot, uh, spotlight, I guess, is the way I want to phrase yeah, it. Yeah, they, they feel more mid-pack Yeah, they've become people. kind of a mid-pack team of, as of late. But this was a good win for them, and it was a substantial point difference well i mean you just gotta win games like this yes. when it comes yes, right down do. to it yeah you do so uh you pointed out before we come on the show you liked the the tennessee win over florida i don't think it's going to do a lot to enhance tennessee's stock but i'm glad to see <laughs> that they won well uh, i mean i mean, i think tennessee's stock is definitely not what it was at the start of no, the and season it's, <laughs> it's a real it's a real disappointment to me because i had them picked to go far and uh-huh. you know and and do well, but yes, they they have been one of the more surprisingly disappointing teams, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, all right. Also on Sunday, Chris Liberty advancing out of the A Sun to the uh, conference championship to play North Alabama. Liberty gets the job done, uh, and in a, f- a close four point game, uh, they kind of let a lead slip after the first half and. 
and kind of, you know, had to eke out the win. But Liberty, clearly the best team in the A-Sun for me, uh, now in the tourney. Any thoughts on potential uh, advancements to well, the tourney they, for them? They really played catch-up ball the entire second half. and They did not have a good second half. Yeah, and they really, you know, it, they, it was a fortunate win for them to mm. win by four points. Yes, all right. Uh, so... How, how do you have any stock in the Eagles in the tournament? Mm. Upset city for them in any way? No, no, no. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I like your honesty for sure. Uh, also, in in uh, conference tourney news, Loyola Chicago uh, beat. I don't have this written down in the notes. I don't know why. Uh, but Loyola Chicago beats Drake in the Missouri Valley Conference Championship to advance uh, to the tournament. Uh, you know, I don't know if Drake will end up getting an at-large bid. I think we're looking at probably an NIT team. Uh, I, I think I saw in the latest bracketology that Drake was like either one of the first teams in or one of the first teams out. So they're right on the bubble. Do you think Drake gets in? Boy, that's a tough one because I'm, it's like you. I read that, that they were right on the bubble of, of getting into the tournament. Yeah. And it's really a disappointment with a 25-4 and four record. You'd think that they – would have an, an easy way in with that kind of a record as opposed to some of the other teams. Well, they've played so many games. Yeah, with exactly. That. I, I mean, they're they, almost hitting 30 games with that. Yeah, exactly. And Some yeah, teams have struggled for 20. I know. Yeah. I know. So it, it it's disappointing to me that with that kind of playing time that they've had through the year and that win-loss record that they won't make the tournament. Well, you have to, you have to hope that there's not very many bracket busters uh, like we saw with with UMBC getting knocked out, South Dakota State got knocked out, I believe, today in their game. So, yeah, I mean, you if you want to get in, you have to have minimal bracket busters. Yeah, and the thing of it is, if you look at the line score, Loyola-Chicago had that game under control the entire time. Yeah, I mean, they were the better team on the night for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I was so high on Drake, uh, a surprise that they couldn't end up finishing out that season and winning that conference. Uh, Winthrop beating Campbell to secure the Big South title. Now, Chris, I think this is a team that I have high hopes for entering the tournament. Uh, how about you, though? I would really like to see Winthrop go far just because they could be a bracket spoiler. Yeah, I'd just like to see them win one game uh, because I think that they're kind of a dark horse team that's got the, you know, got the X factor that could potentially be some teams. So uh, we'll have to see about that. Right. Um, all right, so this this brings us to Monday, Chris, to the, the day that we're recording this. Lots of games going on right now. Uh, biggest games to talk about, though, would be Appalachian State and Georgia State playing in the Sun Belt uh, Conference Championship game and Mercer and UNC Greensboro playing in their uh, Conference Championship game in the SoCon. Uh, now, you were watching the Appalachian State-Georgia State game, Chris. It looks like Appalachian State could potentially get the win here. Uh, that would be a bracket buster because Georgia State is number one, and UNGC Greensboro, UNC Greensboro is beating Mercer, so uh, they are the number one seed, so no bracket busting in there. Uh, but do you expect anything uh, moving forward with either of these teams, most likely Appalachian State and UNC Greensboro? Well, here again, I mean, if tournament champion gets an automatic seed, I suppose, at the same time, you know, you come back to that 16 and 11 record for Appalachian State uh, compared to, to Drake, what we were just talking about. You know, and 23 and, and four or something. Yeah, and how do you, you know, how do you take an App State over Drake with that kind of a win-loss record? You know, so 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it would be tough, but that is the, you know, that is the system here. Automatic bids for your conference champions. So, right. See, this is a, this is a perfect example. Drake does not need this game to be won by Appalachian State because this is a this is practically a seed that they are losing on uh, when they could get in. So. Uh, any other games on Saturday, Chris, for you? Obviously, Gonzaga in action tonight against St. Mary's. Well, I'm, that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, it'll probably It's probably on right now, actually. Well, it'll probably come on after this game. But uh-huh. That could be an interesting game. Um, the other one I saw, I was very surprised at where BYU was seated in the bracketology. Yeah, they were they were an eight seed, so I think really eight seed. Well, wow. yeah, and I think in order for them to maintain that eight seed in the region four, they are going to have to beat Pepperdine pretty soundly tonight. Uh, well, definitely they definitely need to beat Pepperdine uh, for sure to maintain that spot. I I do feel like BYU is probably a tournament team, uh, but you know making it to the finals uh, against. Most likely Gonzaga would look good. Any chance that BYU can beat Gonzaga on the third try? Any team can beat any team if you play them three times in a year. Okay. But the way Gonzaga has rolled through the West Coast Conference this year, boy, I'm not optimistic that well, it's going to happen. their closest game uh, in the WCC was on the road to BYU. Right. So this will obviously be a neutral game. And and this is assuming that BYU does make it there. Uh, yeah. But I, I am assuming because I think they probably will uh, just based on how that conference has played out. I mean, I'd, obviously I don't know if that would hurt Gonzaga. I still think they'd be the number one team in the country. I still think they'd be the number one team going into the tournament most likely. Uh, would you disagree with that? No, I wouldn't. Okay. I, uh, I mean, it, uh, it would do wonders to raise BYU stock. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it would do wonders for BYU, but I – don't see it damaging Gonzaga a lot. No. Because I mean, they basically, they've rolled through their entire regular season schedule without uh, a loss. Yeah. So I can't see this hurting them gr- a great deal. Uh-huh. And it has the uh, other effect of of giving BYU a huge shot in the arm confidence-wise. It does. It does. Uh, so I just, I just looked at the bracketology here. On ESPN, I'm not sure which one you were looking at. That's but, what I was looking uh, at. Lundardi looks to have in the newest updated version BYU at a seven seed. So oh, was it a seven seed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this must be newer than when the, you looked at it last. But yeah, I mean that's it's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, and speaking of Drake, like we were just talking about, he is their second to last team in the tournament. So Utah State being the first out. So I mean, it, it would be another good win for Gonzaga. I, I don't expect. BYU to uh, win that game, but there is also the possibility, right? <laughs> well, yeah, like there's a possibility in any given night, you know, any given week it could right. happen. But yeah, uh, yeah, historically speaking, though, uh, they do not Gonzaga does not lose that conference tournament. So uh, UNC Greensboro just won the SoCon, uh, beating Mercer sixty nine sixty one. So no surprise there. Uh, you know, I think these Spartans could be dangerous in the tournament. Looks like Appalachian State's going to close out Georgia State here, so uh, they've looked pretty to, pretty substantially too. Yes, yes. I three, free throws are are helping them down the stretch, so yes. free throws are important. Um, yeah, so it looks like App State will also make a appearance in the tournament this year. Uh, surprising for me that one. That kind of came out of left field. Yeah, a little you bit, know, a little really. Bit. All right, Chris. Uh, so so let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, 
we're going to talk about the uh, rankings, I guess, a little bit. Uh, and then we'll also be talking about conference championships uh, starting up this week. We'll talk about the big ones, and then I want to get your picks for who's going to be conference champions in those bigger bigger uh, tournaments, Chris. So that's, Boy, that's what we're looking at here. You're going to make me go out on the limb with absolutely <laughs> no idea how this is going to go, but okay. Hey, well, this is why it's March Madness, man. I mean, you got to be prepared for, for the real brackets coming up soon. Yes, I suppose you're right. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, so essentially moving forward from here, guys, it's it's conference championship games and, uh, w- well, tournament games, so we'll, we'll get into all that, and uh, we'll be right back. Break! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you along. This is Electric Sports Talk. We're talking about college basketball today. Uh, I'm Ty. Chris, you're with us as well. I'm still here. Good, good. Uh, we have many shows coming up in the week, Chris. Uh, NASCAR, you'll be there. Yes. We'll also be talking about UFC. Uh, lots to get to this week. Yes. Probably well, going to have a NFL show as well. Uh, oh, really? Another mock draft show. Oh. If you'd be interested in joining, I think that you have an invite on the table. Oh, I do. Yes. Mm, uh, okay. But that's up to you, so we'll have to see. Uh, well, I think, what, what night are you thinking of doing that one? Uh, well, either Thursday or Friday this week. Okay, so well, let, let me we'll know, and see. I'll see if I can work it into my busy schedule. <laughs> yeah, I know. You have a very busy schedule. <laughs> uh, we might also get Amos on that show if we can. Oh, so. that would be a real hoot. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a four-man show going there, so that'll be Man, fun. Man, we can have a knockdown, drag-out, fisticuffs, and the whole bit. <laughs> that'll be interesting. All right, uh, so this is going to be... Uh, a busy week for us, I think. Obviously, we'll also be talking about some U.S. soccer. Olympic rosters should be dropping soon. Uh, yeah, so let's get to guys. If you want to keep in touch with us, though, uh, follow us on Instagram or Twitter. You can get all of the information on when our shows are posted there. Uh, obviously, we put out uh, a post saying new shows out. Go check it out. And you can find us on any of the podcast platforms. So go ahead and leave us a review. Tell your friends. We'd love to have anyone that's uh, interested in some unpolitically driven sports talk. Isn't that right, Chris? Yes, we try to keep it as unpolitical as possible. Yes, that is the whole uh, frame of the show, I think. Well, it's one of the main frames that we try and push here. Uh, yeah, so you can also get in touch, email us on, uh, email us. The email is electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys. Uh, but yeah, let's get back to some college basketball talk, Chris. Uh, we're going to start with the uh, conference championship breakdowns here. Uh, there's some tournaments that we'll be talking about that have already happened that are pretty much uh, going to finish during the course of this week or weekend. So, Chris, uh, let's talk about these major ones. Uh, and then if there's any smaller ones you want to talk about, uh, like we normally do, I assume the big sky is already on your list. Uh, we'll come back to it. Yeah, it's probably on my list. Okay. I was disappointed to see uh, Weber in northern Colorado get canceled this week. Really? I, yeah, uh, I thought that... A big be. disappointment for you. Yeah, well, it wasn't a big disappointment, oh, okay. but I was surprised it got canceled. All right, uh, so we're starting in the A-10 for this one. Chris, it's VCU-St. Bonnie in the final. Uh, this one won't be played until Sunday, March 14th, obviously, but is there anyone that sticks out to you between these two, uh, or is it a flip in the air, here, a, fl- a flip, coin flip in the air here to see who wins? You know... <laughs> <laughs> I think I really got to go. I got to go with a coin flip uh-huh. because I think both teams are very capable. Mm-hmm. Both teams have played well going through the year. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm going to go with a coin toss on that one. Okay. I can agree. 
Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna have to go safe here and, and pick St. Bonnie though. So okay, that, be... I, I'll tell you what, I'll go with you on that. <laughs> okay, well that's fine. Uh, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. Okay, so let's get back. Uh, huh? Bless you. Uh, let's go to the American Conference here, Chris. Uh, this one starting American Athletic. Yes, the AAC. This one starting eleventh uh, March eleventh and runs till the fourteenth. Now there's obviously some. Well, I guess you could say uh, no. there's a clear favorite here, <laughs> if you want to get right down to it. Uh, but what do you think? Who who is is your favorite in the American? So who you who do, who are you thinking is your uh, obvious choice for this? Oh well, well the the obvious choice is obviously Houston, right? I mean, well, yeah. Been... I mean, how can you go wrong if you go with Houston on this all the way mm-hmm, through? Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other favorites, or you know, potential favorites, I guess you could also say though, the number one seed is technically Wichita State, but you know, I, I don't think that they're they're not really the number one seed. They've played less games, so just like by weird default, they get the number one seed. Uh, obviously, yeah, Memphis is a number three seed. They could be good. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Houston, Houston's the favorite here. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm i not understanding how they, you know, can give Wichita mm. State the number one seed given the fact that they've played math. fewer games. It makes no sense to me. It's math. It's math? It's all about the math. Oh, it's all math? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Which... I, that, I'm, that's not my strong subject, so. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, Houston in this one for us both, I think? Yes. All right. Absolutely. So, Going with Houston. Once again, like we say on this show all the time, though, um, nothing guaranteed for us as far as picks. So. No. <laughs> Don't take it to the bank. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, so that conference championship game in the American to be played on March 14th. Chris, let's head over to the ACC Obviously, one of the how do you say uh, one of the more entertaining brackets in all of March Madness, I would think. Uh, it's a good time usually, man. It's it's a fun bracket. Lots of really competitive teams as well in this bracket. Uh, <laughs> but hey, what is going on with this bracket, man? It it is upside. It feels upside down to me. Well, <laughs> Duke is a ten seed. Uh, I mean, North Carolina is a six seed. We got Notre Dame all the way back here at an 11. This is weird. Georgia Tech's up here at a 4. Uh, NC State, who is typically very strong, playing Syracuse, who's at an 8. Like the 8 and 9 seeds right there. This ACC bracket, all on its head. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's... I just don't know how to say it other than it's weird. It is weird. That's, it is that's a really weird. good word for it, Chris. Very weird. Uh, top... Three seeds in this one, Virginia, Florida State, Virginia Tech, in that order as well. Uh, Chris, is there a favorite for you in the ACC? Uh, and if so, who are you picking? Uh, I'd have to go with the number one seed in this one. I think that they can run the table on this thing. All right, so you got a safe pick in Virginia. Uh, yeah. That feels that feels pretty likely, I would say. You know, I'm going to have to go off the cuff a little, though. I think Virginia Tech probably gets it done for me. Uh, I feel like I feel like if they play Florida State in that semifinal, that might be a little better for them. But I feel uh, that they can probably get it done there. Uh, anyone that you think in this tournament, just looking at the seeding and everything, could make a better run uh, than their seeding indicates? Possibly Clemson. Clemson, okay. So they could win. Uh, they'd have to win three games to get yeah. there. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. We were Possibly talking about Clemson. Possibly Clemson. Uh, Duke at a 10. Any chance that we see it? Boy, you know, the way they've played, the inconsistency that they've had this entire season, I just can't see them. All right. I, you know, 
And and Duke has disappointed me so many years in the NCAA tournament, and now this year they're completely out of it. I uh-huh. think, you know. So yeah, I just can't, I can't see Duke advancing. All right, uh, to the Big Twelve we go, Chris. Uh, this this is a one of the funner brackets as well in all of March Madness. Uh, this one for me though, I think is going to be the most competitive. Well, actually, okay, let me rephrase that. It's probably going to be the second most competitive bracket, I would say. Uh, obviously, next to the uh, Big Ten. So the Big Twelve, Chris, is there is there a favorite for you in this one, uh, as far as to win it all? You know, I'm I'm drawing a complete blank here. I can't seem to pull it up. So your top seed's going to be Baylor. Um, hmm, mine's not really pulling up either. Anyways, favorite teams are going to be Baylor, uh, Kansas, I guess you could say, Texas, Oklahoma State. I mean, you got to go with Baylor. They've got a very good record on the season. And I don't know. I just I think when you go that route with Baylor, I mean, how can you go wrong? Yeah. It's okay. It's fair. I mean, they've uh, only lost one game on the entire year. How can you really not stick with the Baylor Bears? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay, so Oklahoma three seed against West Virginia at a six seed. I mean, that's got to be one of the toughest games on the on here because that that's crazy. Oh no, this is twenty twenty. Sorry. Uh, why did it give me twenty twenty? Anyways, with all that being said, uh, yeah, I'm picking Baylor too. So. This one's weird. This website. Well, with West Virginia could easily knock off uh, Oklahoma. So I. Uh, yeah. No, I, that that was a twenty twenty bracket. No, uh, no, I'm looking at. I'm just looking at the standings. Oh, okay. And and I think West Virginia could easily knock off Oklahoma. Man, don't go to that website. That was a horrible. Yeah, that, I. That didn't give us anything. I went back to the ESPN website and then just got on standings. <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, so let's get off this Big Twelve thing. I, th- I think we're both picking Baylor, uh, but. Texas is also one of my picks there, so I, I think they could be good. Uh, let's go to the Big East. Uh, the Big East bracket is is strong. I mean, up and down, we look at some really good teams on here. Uh, obviously, traditionally better teams are lower here. I mean, Butler's at a 10 seed this year. Uh, Xavier, a traditional tourney team, at a 7. We see Georgetown and all their history. Uh, they're up to an A seed this year, so it's a better season for them. But, I mean, we go all the way down to six. There's Providence, who's really good this season, I feel like. Yeah, but here's the problem again. I mean, you're looking at number of games played. You know, Georgetown is is seeded higher, but they've only played uh, 16 games on the season mm. as opposed compared to, say, Villanova. Well, Villanova's only played 15. Let's say Crichton. Ah, uh, yeah, they've had a they've a had at least twenty games. games. Okay, so yeah, uh, I I see what you're saying there. I mean, uh, is Villanova the favorite here though? I I don't feel as though they're the they're the easy favorite. I wouldn't say no. I, mean, I, I think UConn's tough here. Their second game could, well, their first game will probably be against uh, Georgetown, but their second game's going to be against Seton Hall or St. John's. I mean, tough game right there. Yeah. Uh, in the semifinal. You know, I think I'm going to stick with Crichton on this one. I feel like that is the strong choice for me as well. Uh, I know that they've been having some problems, and you know that's up for your own judgment. But uh, they've had they've had a really good season, and I think that with Villanova's inconsistencies, that will help out Crichton, and and they'll get in. Well, they'll get in the tournament either way, but they'll get the the into the uh, championship game and probably win it. Uh, yeah, okay. I think so. Cool. 
So Big East, uh, let's go to the Big Ten, Chris. This is <laughs> this conference oh championship's going to be so crazy. Th- this uh, is just, you know, I'm going to stick with <laughs> Illinois on this one all the way through. Oh, okay. So you're you're already going to Illinois, huh? Yeah, I I I feel pretty comfortable picking Illinois on this wow, one. Wow. Okay. However, yes, Iowa does. They have played very well lately. Look, I got to stick with my guns. I'm going with Illinois or with Iowa. Uh, I feel like I was high on them at the start of the season. I'm still going to be high on them entering the conference uh, championship tournament, and I'm going to roll with them to March Madness. So I don't know if I'll pick them to win it all, but uh, you know that's that's who I'm going to go okay, with. Okay, so, so you got Iowa, I got Illinois. We're both leaving the Michigan Wolverines way out in left field. Which I'm fine with. No, that. I no, I'm not leaving them. In, no, I I'm think, fine with that. I think that they could win it all, uh, but I don't feel like, especially after their loss. I mean, to really, Michigan, when you look at the they're top, not the favorites. When you look at the top five teams in this conference, you have a four, a three, a uh-huh. five, yeah, and a nine. Yeah, I mean this. I mean, you know, uh-huh. the five teams in the top ten of the uh, you know of the top twenty-five. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Well, this, this is a deep conference for yeah, sure. Yeah, you can't go wrong picking any of the one of them. But but I'm no, going to stick no. with Illinois. That's fair. I mean, I I don't. I guess Michigan's going to be the number one seed, but yeah, you know, uh, I think that they could make it to the well. It's going to depend to the finals. Probably. I think Michigan's stock is really going to depend on how they play out in the tournament. Really. Yeah, I really do. Hmm, okay, so you're you're waiting to see more still from well. Well, it's so hard. We just haven't seen them play hardly at all. Yeah, I mean, let's analyze it. Ugh, they man. they haven't played a lot. Yeah, they shut down for quite a long time. Yeah, uh, they got beat this last weekend by arguably a little bit of an inferior team record wise. Definitely. Um, so I think I think their stock is really riding on how they do in their tournament. All right, all right. I see what you're saying. Uh, We'll go with it. We'll go with it for sure. Uh, all right, Chris. Let's talk about let's talk about the Mac. I mean, we love the Mac here at Electric Sports Talk, so uh, we're of course going to have to go to them again. Mac. Not that Mac. Oh, not that's that the Mac. Mac with two A's. Remember? Oh, well, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> well, you're looking at the wrong one then. Oh, you're talking the about the Mac that. with one A. The Mid America Conference. There you go. The Toledo Rockets. That's our guys. <laughs> All right, Toledo, man, number one seed. Uh, I'm rolling with them the whole way in the MAC. Yeah, I sure. think I think I will too. Buffalo did end up getting the number two seed in this conference, um, but Toledo's Toledo's just played so strong. Yes, and I agree with that. Once again, keeping with your theme of looking at how many games uh, total on the schedule. I mean, they've played some of the most overall games out of everyone in this conference. So Correct. That that's going to play a big part uh, to their success, I think. I think so too. All right, so the Missouri Valley, we already talked about that and one. The, and the thing of it is, you got to look at their percentage too. They're at a seven eighty nine compared to a seven oh six for Buffalo. Yes. So I mean, I mean, just the numbers of games. Yeah, I, it's a two point lead. That's a good cushion. Or a two uh, game. game lead. That's yes. a good cushion. So. Yeah. So I'm I'm going with Toledo. I feel comfortable with my choice. Hey man, I think they're gonna be dangerous in the tournament, depending on who they get matched up with. So yep. the, uh, <laughs> I think you've said it a number of times as we've gone through our program. This uh-huh. could be a real bracket buster once they get They into the, are one of my biggest bracket busters. Yep. Uh, you have entering. said many times I would not want to play them no, I in mean, the first round. No, they could be dangerous. Uh okay, let's talk about the Mountain West, Chris. This is a interesting this ended up being an interesting finish to the season. Uh, so let's talk about the top four seeds to be specific. 
So Boise was leading the, well, okay, back up a little more. Utah State was leading the conference to start. And then Boise entered in and was leading the conference for a, a large chunk of the season. Uh, but then San Diego State took control late and ended up as the number one seed. Utah State ends up as the number two seed. Colorado State at three and Boise State at four. So this is this ended up kind of being all over the place as far as how it finished, Chris. Uh, who is the favorite here? I really don't know who to pick. Any four of those teams, in my opinion, uh, can win it. Well, my heart wants to go with Utah State, but then when I get looking at the numbers, I mean, yeah, you know, you gotta almost favor San Diego State in this. Okay, that's and, okay. And the other thing is too, I think I was reading on Bracketology today that Boise's got an outside chance of getting into the NCAA tournament, and then they got a really good chance of being one of the first teams out of the NCAA tournament. Right. Right. So same, I, with, same with the Aggies, though, Utah State. Yes, exactly, and that was, I was going to bring that up. But, uh-huh. So my point is I think I'm going to stick with San Diego State well, all the way through see. on this one. As it stands right now, Colorado State, Boise State, and San Diego State are all in the tournament, according to Joe. So Utah State's the only one out. Surprising a little bit for me. Yes, it is uh, to me, too. All right. Because so, uh, arguably they're the uh, better team of the four. I think that, uh, talent-wise, Utah State's – the best team in the Mountain West. Uh, I don't think they're putting it all together, though. Uh, yeah. Sorry, say your pick again. I, I I missed it. San Diego. Okay, San Diego State. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna go with the Aggies on this one. Uh, I think that they can get it done. Their first round matchup could potentially be UNLV. Uh, could be a dangerous game there. So yes, it we'll could. To see moving forward. Um, yeah, that one starts on Wednesday, so it'll be good. Okay, Chris, uh, we're going to well the Pac-12 next. It looks like. Your favorite. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You you love it. You love it. Uh, so this one also starting Wednesday, championship game on Saturday. Uh, Chris, this one is kind of going to be messy, I feel like. UCLA has dropped down to a four seed after being in the lead in this conference for a long time. I think I think we were pretty much giving them the conference a couple weeks ago. Yes, uh, we and, were. And they fell to the four seed. Yes, we were. Very surprised that I, that went that way. And and they're a game and a half out of number one, too. Yep. To the Oregon Ducks, who have been nothing if not inconsistent this entire year. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, they only have five losses, but I, I do ag- I would agree in a lot of ways that they have not been as good as uh, you know the number one seed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, USC, for me, is the favorite in this one. Uh, just to – the top five seeds, Oregon, USC, Colorado – UCLA, Oregon State. Uh, I'd have to go with USC. I think they'll most likely play Utah in their first game. Probably get Colorado. I think that's an easier game than Oregon will have against UCLA. I definitely feel like USC's in the championship, and from then, you know, from there on in, I think that they win it. So I'm going to go with USC on this one too. I just, yeah. I just think they're the, you know, you. It's like drawing to an inside straight. Oh, okay. You know, I, I think USC's probably going to dominate through this. <laughs> They're just, it, it, it's just got to be the one, huh? Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, the SEC is where we look to next, Chris. This conference is different than we've seen in the past right now. Uh, we are so used to seeing Kentucky as the number one seed, yet uh, they're not. Uh, no. They, they are not the number one seed. No, they're and not. And it's surprising, I feel like, right? <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, put it mildly, it is. Surprising. It's very weird. Uh, top four seeds. Alabama. I think early on mm-hmm. too didn't. <laughs> I think Lind Lind Lindarty. Lindarty. Oh yeah. 
I think he had uh, University of Kentucky picked to like a number one seed early on. Ah, in the in the early in the early rounds, huh? Yeah, in the early rounds. Ah, uh, so. yeah. Well, that didn't age very well. Uh, they're an A seed right now, Chris. Very crazy here. Yeah. Uh, Missouri, who I had all this stock bought into. Yes, you did. Uh, they're at a seven seed. Nearly uh, bankrupted you. Uh, yeah, I mean they pretty much did at, that, at this rate. And they're just a 500 team. I mean, <laughs> in conference play, yes, yeah. yes. So how do you? Uh, their conference play did not go as well as I was hoping it would. Nope. Uh, they end up at the seven seed, though. I think that they're still dangerous. Of course, they'll be a tournament team. Possibly. Uh, so top four seeds: Alabama, Arkansas, LSU, Tennessee. Chris, uh, my my money's all in on Alabama in this one. I, I mean, can't. I can't find fault in that although arkansas has been coming on very strongly as of late i would agree yes this is true um and and it's come back lsu has come back had a number three seat Uh they have come back to what you and i have been concerned about about them the entire year where they're putting almost all of their power on a single player's shoulders yeah i feel like too much of lsu's game is is running through that so yeah, so I think I'm going to go with you on this one on Alabama. Okay, uh, I'm going to make a I'm going to make a prediction here. Uh, I'm going to say that we see uh, uh, Old Miss actually make it into the semis. Seriously? So, yes. Okay. Uh, so that that's my off the off the wall prediction. That would be a so, happy happy thing to see. I think if Missouri could have gotten the six seed instead of the seven. Uh, over Old Miss, I would have them in the finals against Alabama, but. I don't know if Missouri can get through Arkansas because they've they've played them way too tough this year. So, uh, all right, Chris, we are now. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the West Coast Conference to round things out for our our major ones. I guess West you say. Coast Conference. West Coast Conference. Arguably um, the weakest conference in the entire nation. Wow, that's that's well. I mean, rude. that's just what the national media says. Uh, they're one of the weaker. I don't, I don't know, if this, dude. They're gonna have two tournament teams. What are you talking about? Uh, an at-large bid? I would say no. You are not say a weak conference. Uh, so we already talked about these ones, Chris. But Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and BYU, Pepperdine, your semifinalists right now, uh, playing tonight as we as we record this. You know, I think Gonzaga is gonna have to be the winner of this one. Uh, you know, that's that's just what. I, I, well, I'd like to pick BYU. I don't think it's going to happen. So, I painfully have to agree with you on this one. <laughs> all right, all right. I I feel the pain. I I just I can't see it uh-huh. happening any other way. Ah, no, I'd agree. And literally, when you, you we have the Gonzaga St. Mary's game on over Ty's shoulder, and when you look at the score, it's just. I mean, St. Mary's keeping it surprisingly close. Well, yeah, down by 14 points. Yeah, 14 but, points. Not bad. I, I, yeah, I suppose you're right. But, yeah, anyway. Uh, all right, Chris. So there are our picks, and there are, uh, well, there are unguaranteed picks, I guess I should say, uh, predictions also. So uh, it should be an interesting week, man. I mean, it's going to be all conference games moving forward. We have used the swag method to pick these picks. The swag method? Yes. Define swag. Sophisticated, wild-ass guess. Yes. Now, well, I, I feel pretty good about mine. I feel like mine are more educated than yours, then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so let's get to this top 25 business, Chris, uh, to end out the round out the show. Uh, and then I want to ask you for your... Your top four teams uh, entering March Madness. 
Obviously, by next show, we'll talk all about Selection Sunday, uh, and we'll also give you guys the recap of who won the conference tournament games. Uh, but, Chris, let, let's talk about these rankings. Um, I feel like we can probably spend a little less time on them than we have, uh, if that's okay with you. Sure. I think we'll focus on the top 10, uh, maybe top 15, a little more than the rest. Okay. I would uh, like to mention, however, that BYU got 93 votes this week. Still surprised for you? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I feel like they could have broken into the top 25 with Oklahoma dropping so much, but yeah. Uh, okay, so let's just list off the teams up to 15 um, from 25. If there's anyone you want to talk about, Chris, uh, we can talk about them. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to focus on the top 15, maybe a little more. Okay. So 25, Oklahoma, they're down nine spots. USC jumps up two into the rankings at 24. Colorado at 23. Virginia Tech at 22. Purdue and Texas tied uh, for 20th. San Diego State at 19. Loyola Chicago up two spots at 18. Creighton drops three down to 17. Virginia up five to number 16. Uh, now we get into this top 15, but anyone you like to talk about there, uh, 25 to 16? Uh, there's, there's, I, I'm, a, I'm surprised that San Diego State stayed where they were. Uh huh. USC jumping into the top 10, I think, by virtue of beating UCLA solely. Yeah, I feel like they could be higher too. No, I think that, uh, other than mentioning those, I think that's probably I'm good. All right, uh, Loyola Chicago, you know, up up two spots at 18. That intrigues me. I, you know, I wonder how dangerous they're going to be in the tournament. We'll Boy, have to see. hard to say. That's one that we probably should have paid better attention to through the season. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think we were more focused on Drake in that conference than Loyola. So. Yeah, we were. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Yeah, we were, actually. Uh, 15 through 11 now, Chris. Florida State, Villanova, Texas, Oklahoma State, Kansas. Uh, we see a Big 12-dominated five right there. Uh, with three of the five teams. Now, Florida State down four spots at 15, and Villanova down four spots. Oklahoma State up five. Uh, surprising any of those rankings for you. Uh, Kansas, even with the scare, still at 11. Yeah, they, they went up uh, two positions, too, so that kind of surprised me. Uh-huh. Um, all I can say is, is I think Villanova has been on a trajectory, a downward trajectory, <laughs> almost since the... Uh, Start of the season, and you know this is what <laughs> this is what happens when you don't play games. This is what happens when you don't play games. Uh, obviously, none of their, you know, not by any fault of their own, of course. Uh, but you know, it, it was a rough time for them. That huge layoff definitely yes. affected them. I feel like so. Totally agree. Uh, I I like Texas where they're at right now, Chris. I mean, I you know, we yeah. Kinda, I mean, we I'm glad they. About that. I'm glad they went up two. Uh-huh. Um, I'm kind of disappointed, though. I think they might justifiably could have been ranked higher. Uh huh. But, you know, we'll stick with it. I think they're sitting okay where they're at. Yeah. Uh, all right. Six through 10, Chris. We have West Virginia at 10, down four spots. Man, it feels like a little bit of a gut punch, but, you know, a couple. And it was, it's only because they lost one game. Right. I, you know, I guess the teams in front of them won, so that, that would, you know, probably say why. But, yeah, I mean, very surprised that they dropped four. Uh, Ohio State at nine, down two. Arkansas breaks into the top ten. How about this? Yeah. Uh, up to number four. Houston at number two. Uh, excuse me. Houston up two at number seven. And Alabama uh, getting more respect as we go here, Chris. Uh, yes, they're they are. up two spots. They're at number six. So let's start with Houston first, though, Chris. Um, top seven. I feel like their ranking's very justified right now. They're a top ten team. They're an elite eight caliber team, in my opinion, as well. 
Uh, are you comfortable with where Houston sits? Yes, and I think that they've earned their position very, very well. By yeah, they had to fight back consistently and uh-huh. and maintaining, you know, cool heads as they went through yeah. their season. Yeah, I mean, there were there were times when they could have just let a lot slip away, but they stayed strong and and played really well. Uh, Arkansas in the top ten, Chris, at number eight. Uh, are they an elite eight caliber team? I Boy, mean, I I wouldn't. That's have, crazy. I wouldn't have thought it at the first of the year, but maybe they are. You know, maybe okay, maybe. In Alabama, Chris, uh, they're getting more respect. I appreciate. Yes, and, I appreciate and well deserved respect, in my opinion. Oh yes, uh, very dangerous team going into into March Madness for sure. Uh, <laughs> they're one of the teams that I don't want to play moving forward. No, I wouldn't. Or, want, really I wouldn't don't. want to be paired up against them. No, no, uh, not not at all. Uh, all right, our top five in this order uh, from five to one. Uh, Iowa holds at five. Michigan uh, up, uh, no, down two to number four. Illinois up one to number three. Baylor up one to number two with two first place votes. Uh, again, Gonzaga not getting all the first place votes. Ridiculous. And Gonzaga holds fast at number one, sixty one first place votes. Uh, Chris, let's start with uh, Michigan dropping. Dropped only two spots. Uh, they did not go below Iowa. Do you think that's that's probably right? No, I, I really don't. I think Iowa should be one. Pos- I I think those two should flop places. Uh-huh. I think Iowa is a more deserving team to be at number four than at number five. I mean, I could even make an argument that Bama should be ranked above them, but mm. no, yeah. I mean, I. I couldn't dispute your uh, argument, to Michigan, be honest with you. I don't know. I just, I'm just i very unsure about Michigan right now. So I mean, We have been for <laughs> a couple of weeks now, but, yeah, I'm still unsure about them. Well, and the problem with them is, is it just comes back to what we've said all all season. Yeah. If you're not playing, probably you're ranked higher than you should be. Well, same. That and, was a, and that yeah, was, they've been playing the last few weeks, but, yeah, it, but it's – it's They held such a high ranking – even after all that time off, like it was really weird to me. So, yeah, well, it was kind of the same thing with Villanova too, though. So, uh, Baylor getting two first place votes, Chris. Uh, Gonzaga getting all but two. What's up with this? Still, I mean, it seems like there's two guys uh, or girls, whoever votes for this, two people that are making these votes that absolutely won't vote for Gonzaga for the number one seed. I mean, once again, Gonzaga getting highly disrespected. They're I- undefeated. I would really like to know who's voting against them. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. it's maybe it's the people in her, you know, that represent Baylor University. Look, Who knows? It's not me because in my book, there's no way you can have anyone above them on your rankings. Well, it comes back to the same old thing, you know. Undefeated team is absolutely the number one team in the nation. There's just no getting around it. Yeah. Well. They are number one, so I guess we can't complain too much about two votes. But it's really weird to me, for sure. Uh, okay, Chris, so here's the big topic. Uh, my big question. Sorry, not topic. My big question for you. Uh, obviously, we don't know any of these big-time conference winners yet. But as we speak uh, on Monday night, uh, March 8th, who are your number one seeds for the top four divisions moving into March Madness, uh, if you had to pick them now? Number one overall seed. So I got four divisions. I got to pick the number one team going into it. Well, I'm yes. going to go with the top four. Oh, just the top four straight out. Yeah, straight up. Okay, so so Michigan. Okay, um, so you have Gonzaga, Baylor. Although that Illinois, pains Michigan. me to say that about Michigan. All right, so this is my question then, Chris. Uh, we both picked Alabama to win the SEC. 
if Alabama wins the SEC and you picked Illinois to win the Big 12, I picked Iowa to win the Big 12, should Bama then get a number one seed over Michigan? Yes. If if your scenario plays out, uh-huh. then I would say that Alabama should get a number one seed over Michigan. Even if Michigan did make it to the Big Ten uh, championship game, but lost. Yes, yeah, okay. I think Alabama gets the number one seed. Okay, I I would I would have to agree. Uh, I, Gonzaga number one for me. Baylor, I would I would say Iowa for me because I don't have Illinois winning like you do. Uh, so I say Iowa, and then Alabama would be my other one. Um, but yeah, so you're going I mean, with Gonzaga, Baylor, uh-huh. Alabama, and Iowa. Yes, and okay. probably in that order too. Well, actually, I, don't I can, know. Actually, actually, I can live with that when I give no, that some thought. I'd go Iowa three, Bama four, but you'd have Illinois three, right? Yeah, yeah. Could there even be an argument to have? Well, no. I mean, there wouldn't. Baylor, Baylor's the second best team in the country. I think it's pretty obvious, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So there's our top four guys uh, entering all these so, these crazy games. Though. Well, Ty and I will agree that our top four: are Gonzaga, Baylor. Iowa and Alabama. But you have Illinois. But I have Illinois. Instead of Iowa. Yeah. So we have three of four that are the same. All right, I, I feel fine about that. Uh, obviously, I don't think that'll end up that way because we're picking it, so... <laughs> yeah, well, um. <laughs> Lord knows we've been wrong before. All right, Chris, so next week's show, it's going to be Selection Sunday, pretty much, right? I mean... We're gonna talk about selection Sunday. I don't. I don't we're see any way we're gonna talk about the bracket. Yeah, I don't see any way we can't talk about I mean, selection Sunday. We're just over a week from getting uh, our our bracket out. I'm highly prepared for the railing and ra- raving and ranting <laughs> that you will probably be doing after selection Sunday. Oh, I will be for sure. I always do. Uh, so expect that from me, of course. <laughs> Um, yeah, excited, Chris. I'm, I'm super excited. Can't wait. I, I'm just excited that we actually got to this point in oh, the season. what a good point. Yeah. I mean, you know, the way this whole thing started out, I thought, oh, are we even going to make it to the tournament? Yeah, fair, fair assumption, I think. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that we're going to have a tournament. Yes, I agree. Uh, very good. I'm, I'm very happy for it as well. Um, so early, early front runner going to the tournament, though? I mean, is it Gonzaga? Boy, I don't know. I, I I don't know how you can't pick them as being the front runner going uh-huh, into the tournament. Uh-huh. But the teams that we mentioned, I think, have credibility to be there too. All right. Uh, so if I were to give you Gonzaga or the field, who are you picking? I think I'm going to go with Gonzaga. Wow, you would pick Gonzaga to still yeah, win it I, all, huh? I really. So do. So you're telling me though you have a a sixty a sixty seven. 67 possibility to one, and you're going to take the one over 67. I think so. Very impressive. Well, I just can't I can't bet against them. I mean, they've run the table on their season. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Chris, last few questions before we get out of here for you. Uh, this will pertain to the bracket as well. Uh, does Does the Mountain West get four teams into the tournament? No. No. And the And the – team that won't make it is uh boise state okay so so you're gonna call that okay yeah so you think boise state misses uh does drake get in no boy now that's a tough one that's a very tough one my heart says yes they get in okay my mind says i am not sure okay does duke get in no okay okay I, I, that's probably accurate uh does st john's get in on lindardi's their next four out yeah, I think they can get in. They can get in. Yeah. So they're going to have to have a good showing in the in their conference tournament. Right. 
Okay, okay. Is there a chance we see Gonzaga get upset in the WCC? No, I can't see it happen. Okay. I mean, I want to see it. I want to see BYU take them right out to the final, you know, <laughs> into overtime, really, uh-huh. and then win. But I don't think that's how it's going to turn out. Does anyone but Baylor win the Big 12? No. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that's all the questions I have. Anything Anything for you? Uh, no, I'm just excited for the 14th. Man, I can't wait. Uh, it's it's going to be a good time. I think we should get down here in the studio and watch Selection Sunday. Oh, I think we're going to. Yeah, we're going I, th- to. I think we've absolutely got to make it a watch party. Okay. Now I'm fine. Well, watch party of two. <laughs> well, I'm sure we can con some other people into attending. Hey, you know what? We'll get a, a you know we'll get a party going. I don't think anyone uh, will know as much about. I mean, the, the reality of it you. is, it's going to be after the NASCAR race on Sunday. So yeah, we got to, you know, we'll be. Hey, so what you're saying is, we're going to have a whole party, NASCAR race, and uh, Selection Sunday. Yeah, back to back. All right. Yeah. Good. Uh, also, shout out to our NASCAR show that'll come out tomorrow. Uh, so that, that'll be a good show. You'll be back for that one. Yes, I will. And Amos will be here as well. I was a lot more pleased with the way the ra- the race went this week. Mm-hmm. I'll. Voice my thoughts tomorrow, but I think Ryan Blaney did what I thought he had to do. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, w- you guys can get all our thoughts on that uh, tomorrow. Obviously, Chris will be there. Amos will be there. I'll be there as well. We'll be talking about uh, NASCAR race at Vegas. we be previewing Phoenix. Uh, but, yeah, for next week's show, for college basketball, guys, we're going to be breaking down Selection Sunday. I think we'll probably have, like, the first half of this show, our live show for Selection Sunday. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Sounds good, Chris. And then uh, we'll have a show that we'll record uh, as normal and kind of talk about uh, some of the games, conference championship games that happened. Uh, So that's what you guys can expect next week. Sound good, Chris? Sounds great. Good. Can't wait. Uh, All right. You ready to get out of here? Yep. Ready. Cool, guys. Uh, We'll be back uh, with more shows coming up this week, guys, so stay tuned. You've been listening to Electric Sports Talk. Have a good rest of your day. Peace out. Uh, (laughs) Huh? Bless you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Electric Sports Talk. Join us in future episodes as we discuss all things U.S. soccer, collegiate sports, mixed martial arts, motorsports, the NFL, MLB, and the Olympics. If you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or shoot us an email to electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening.